Welcome back to Dyson Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here talking about episode 99. That's right, the episode before the big one, Bad Vibes. Yeah, I liked this episode. It was a lot of fun. It, it was good. I am going to take a second here. I know I've said I've liked their openings, but I, they've just been they're good and funny, and I like that this one is the perfect substitute for social interactions. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. even that inspired incompetence is the perfect substitute for social interactions. Either way, made me happy. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I, I also liked Alex's opening up of the episode with the, you know, you guys got to Calispire and then you just started indiscriminately killing people. And right away, Matt goes, well, people, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You know, the dehumanizing started instantly, you know, to justify the adventurers, oh, yeah. you know, murder hobo actions here. Yeah. These aren't people. Not, not These are really people. No. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. It's a slippery slope there, Matt. Yeah. You start de- yeah. dehumanizing Daughters of Ergothoa. What's next? Elk. We'll dehumanize elk. Elk. Yeah. Dehumanize the elk. And then what? It's a slippery Arginus. slope to elves. I think our genus is or, next or, on that one. I mean, let's. The Teoblis list isn't that long. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Okay. Before we uh. accidentally go political. <laughs> Woo. Okay, so yeah. another comment here. I was I know that last episode we I mentioned and we talked about how much we love the guys stepping up their their gameplay. And uh, here again, mm-hmm. Joe right out of the gate. Hey, uh, didn't those monsters we kill have some treasure? Turns out they didn't, but you know, making sure. Mm-hmm. And I loved how he goes, Yeah, let's uh, yeah. you know, they got anything in their pockets, you know, he's you know, oh they've got these holy symbols yeah, trash that shit, you know. <laughs> Very, very <laughs> yeah. You don't want to walk around with those. Very, very old those school uh, looting going on there. I liked it. Very proud. How, how old school are we talking? Uh, about? Very, very original. Very, uh, you know. Once you get past the, uh, get to the very first uh, online, um, or not online. Excuse me. The computer based uh, RPG games. God, now you can tax me with some some of those names like Zork and some of the others. You know, you had to pick stuff up everywhere and be very thorough because the designers would have it where you needed a tool <laughs> later on and you had to have picked it up. So just a lot of that. Yeah. Something pools it was an SSI game. God damn it. Now I gotta go look it up real quick. 1988 Pool of Radiance. Hey, I was. Yeah, I was SSI alive Strategic then. Simulations Incorporated, and it was the first adaptation of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons RPG for computers. Ooh, brave of them to do in the 80s. Pool of Radiance. Yeah, well, that was it. Was as I recall, pretty uh, scary basic there. I mean, you know, the, the <laughs> graphics weren't red hot. I think it was more maybe text based than it was. Uh, you know, move your guy around. Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of of people hating D&D and thinking it was the devil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that was a little before 88 though. But had it had it calmed down by then? I seem to recall that being the case, but we could again go to the the interwebs and uh see what they say when it was at the prime, but I I from in my mind it was already calmed down cuz I think they already had the cartoon out by 88. So the cartoon yeah. had already come and gone or not really gone, you know, they were they had reruns for a long time, but I think it had already kind of shot its wad and sort of reshaped it. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Make fun of it there. Okay. Yeah, so good times. Good times. Uh-huh. Very good times. I've never seen the cartoon. I know I know the dungeon master, only because people make jokes about wearing that as a costume for when they DM. <laughs> I I'm gonna say this. 
you're not going to get like some high end, like watching it, like watching Robotech from back in the day or something. You're not going to be like, wow, this is, you know, look at this. It's so cool or whatever. I mean, it's just cartoon, but it's fun. Yeah. I, uh, I rewatched it. Is it, is it D and D tropey? Uh, do they kill off one of the, the main PCs and just replace them with the same? Actor no, and no, 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 no. They don't voice actor they don't and do nobody cares. Um, does the DM voice every other player or every other NPC? Probably if you looked at the credits, but that would be awesome. I don't, you know, I don't know how many different voice actors they were in. Do, do you remember the He-Man cartoon? I do. Okay. So I saw reruns on on Cartoon Network. Okay, so the He-Man cartoon had the guy that voiced He-Man would do other voices and I can catch it now. I didn't couldn't really catch it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really watch it a lot as a kid. But I put myself through it because I was dying for some 80s nostalgia. And uh, yeah, they use like the same voice actors. And of course, they innovated uh, for He-Man. They innovated reusing shots. So like they'd use the same shot of him running over and cut to it over and over to reduce production time. D&D didn't. Oh, yeah. Save money. Yeah. D&D didn't do that. But I wouldn't be surprised if the voice actors were doing, you know, different voices. Yeah. And not. And so mixing it up. So, you you know, you were hearing kind of, kind of the same people. It wouldn't surprise surprise me okay but i did like i said i I had i rewatched it it was more enjoyable than i remembered because i was i was playing and i was like man they don't have the the they never go to into a tavern they never do this they never do that but then they had some they did have some really good episodes that were you know i thought super cool with what they were taking on and then what was unfolding and stuff like that they had some they had some plans i think to do some cool stuff and they just it just wasn't enough you know weren't cartoons back then like more monster of the week type uh yeah i mean that's that's kind of how they i mean there was like a yeah i'm just kind of curious i guess they went from encounter to encounter uh yeah that's kind of how it was i mean but they they never had one where let's just fight this thing to us till we beat it and then let's move on it was always they were always beating it by being smart or, or clever or finding the, the trick or something like that. It was never just the slug, the slug, the slog, whatever. Oh, so so not D and D. Yeah, that's when you're playing. <laughs> when you're playing it and you're seeing this, it, imagine imagine like the coolest non dungeon crawl uh, moments at your table, right? And then mm-hmm. just take those moments and play those. And it looks like a completely different thing from, you know, the super cool trap or the role-playing encounter, all that. You just put all those together and you don't have the fighting at all. Yeah. So you probably love it. Because <laughs> it, you know, the fighting is just there as as a way to advance the role play. Yeah. And the uh, you know, the the traps and the story. Yeah. No, I thought they I thought they had some cool ones. They had some neat stuff. They had one of those other, you know, it was always uh there's always a group mechanic, right? Whenever you don't want to do what the group wants to do, then you you know, you get in trouble and I they had, you know, stuff like that, whatever. Yeah. Um it's it's very from the time. But uh, I enjoyed it. I would say watch it. It isn't going to hurt. <laughs> it might. Yeah. I doubt it. I mean, uh, based on some of the some of the choices you've told me you've watched, I mean, I think you're you're fine. I think you'll be safe. You know, this won't Fair be enough. a Cthulhu brain melter, and it won't be one of those epiphanies where you've found the you know the joy of life. <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking for that one. Uh, speaking of joy of life, Arjuna says the plague again. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And I love uh, Teobless comments about man, you got to stop getting infected with this thing. You and know, all I can think of is once you get it, get an infection once, it's very easy to keep getting it. I mean, too true. I mean, look at me; I've had pneumonia three times. Uh, too true. Too true. I was gonna say we had a Star Finder game, uh, mm-hmm. and we did the uh, Dead Sons. Ooh, I ran that one. 
we had the slog through the jungle, and I swear to God, one player <laughs> kept getting impregnated all the time. Yeah, every plant there would try to impregnate you, and it was so weird. Well, yeah, but the thing was, is he kept fate. Everybody else would make their saves, whatever you know, and and they weren't hard saves, but he missed every time, every fight he was getting impregnated, every stinking yeah. fight, and we were like, God dang it. And of course, we messed up. We forgot to get the uh, hotelier tents. I forgot to I, I in character creation. I said buy the hotelier tent, and I put a little note. And then I promptly forgot about my note. We end up in the jungle, and I'm like, son of a bitch! If we'd had this tent, we'd have been climate controlled when we rested. We could have used our armor's climate control. We never would have suffered. And instead, we like you know suffered and slogged and suffered and slogged to get through this and struggled the whole way. Yeah, oh, freaking morons. That, that's what happens. Anyway, yes, sometimes you're just the lucky one that's going to get impregnated. I mean, infected at every yeah. encounter, Tom. It's it's just how it is. That's your role in the group, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Oh. But, uh... We finally find out from last episode what the new shrine was that we they saw in that cathedral-like space that had been trashed. And we get a little more description of how all the little niches that are little individual shrines have all been shredded, except for this one. Yeah that I assume was rebuilt by the Daughters of Ergothoa. Yeah, I don't think it... I mean, well, I don't it was know, described that as it's Gallows Fire. It was described as a newer shrine. And then they, yeah, then, they talk then they about that this episode. And last episode, it was, there's all but one, but this seems a little newer. And then the Daughters of Ergothoa are right there. So I'm like, I figured that might be what was going on. Yeah. But it does make... That makes sense then. Yeah, it does make me wonder, though, about Tarbafon's connection to Ergothoa, if any. So that means I, you know, it's a little more. I mean, if they had to build a shrine, it either got blown up in the explosion or it just never existed in the first place. Yeah. I don't really see that much of a connection between the two, like at all. I get, I mean, Tarbafani is undead and Urgatho is kind of like, she deals with the undead, but it's mostly like plagues and subverting life, right? Sounds good to me. I I thought she was in undead, so. I mean, she might be. Hold on. I'm going to have to look it up now. She is, her areas of concern are gluttony, d- disease, and undeath. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she has a thing for Tarbethon, but I, I don't know. I, it's, I mean, it, I, it's, to me, it's a, it's a little lore note and it's, it's interesting because then it, it kind of maybe says something about Tarbethon and his goals yeah. and purposes. So that, that to me is interesting, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm undead, but I'm opposed to you. It's like, whoa. What do we got going on here, man? Is this a is this a new Vecna kind of thing? You know, we're we're a lich and we're rising and we're trying to get into the Pantheon, or you know, are we? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And my reference to Vecna, by the way, is not to Stranger Things. For those that are listening, it's to the fact that Vecna is an old school bad guy from Greyhawk, from the beginning of D anD. don't know either of those references. You've not seen Stranger Things? Any of them? I watched the first season and I just couldn't. But you remember they were fighting the Demogorgon? (laughs) No. You don't remember that that was the name of the bad guy? It's the flower face thing, right? Yeah. Okay. The names of the bad guys. I remember it existed. The names of the bad guys are taken from Dungeons and Dragons. Right. I remember they were playing. Right. But they took the name. So they can give that flower face thing the name Demogorgon. And call it the Demigorgon, but Demigorgon was actually a demon prince in the books, in the Monster Manual. Vecna is referenced, like I said, in Greyhawk, but also in the Dungeon Master's Guide, because there's several relics of Vecna's. The hand of Vecna, Mm. the eye of Vecna, and the the Sword of Mm. Kos, which also references Vecna, because the Sword of Kos belonged to Kos, who was Vecna's right-hand man for a while before he betrayed Mm. Vecna. And 
what is Greyhawk? Greyhawk was the name of the world, the first D&D world. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. Castle Greyhawk was, there was, I think, a Castle Greyhawk and a Castle, maybe a Castle Blackhawk or something that were the two. But Grey, Castle Greyhawk is like the original D&D adventure dungeon-y place. Huh. Okay. I, I never I never played in it, but it was like Gygax's home stuff, homebrew stuff. Oh, you okay. know, when he was, they were creating the what, game. Wasn't technically all of it homebrew at that point? <laughs> I, it was, but when they moved on to codify it and everything and get it all settled down, Greyhawk was the world yeah. that they envisioned the rule set being in, kind of like Galarian as Pathfinders, right? Yeah. When they're talking they, about it, they reference a world, and the world they reference is Galarian. Yeah. But you can just, you can put it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, okay. you can make your own homebrew world and play Pathfinder rules in it and stuff. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, they've had, they've had uh, what do they call them? Modules for Castle Greyhawk. And so it's have some neat traps and tricks and stuff in there. Huh. All right. But anyway. Yeah. I guess they rid our genus of his plague. They rid our genus of his plague and then discover the unfortunate, another unfortunate rule of Gallaspire. So we had the, we had the glue. The light. Yep. We had the whispers. Yeah. Uh, I forget what those do. But also, all healing is cut in half. So you roll your healing and, and then you cut yeah. it in half. That's just awful. I think. <laughs> oh, God. I think Joe spends, what, four healing hands to get a minuscule amount because he misses some of the rolls. Yeah, it's like he spends four to get 39 or something, and it should have been like yeah. one to get 39, I think is a sta- yeah, was... standard. is One gets pretty, really good. Yeah, I think he gets 29 at, at max. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah. you know, a decent roll, and he's got he's got really good numbers now, so he doesn't need to roll very high to get a decent roll. So maybe five or better, I think. And he yeah. gets the max, and that's like twenty nine hit points. And now it's no, it's not. <laughs> it's fourteen. <laughs> it's fourteen. Oh yeah, keep adding it up, and boop, boop, boop. There you go. Yeah, it's just another way to get the players to waste resources or consume resources. They're not wasting them, but yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's brutal. I don't think I've ever seen this in an AP where there's a, a spot you got to go into where you know, yep, you can't heal. I mean, we're, I'm playing Shattered Star, and I built a uh, Whirlwind Fighter who also does the the flickering step thing. So I Dimension Door to attack from multiple places at once, and be, and, you know, kind of be in multiple places at once. And uh, mm. we went into a place where you couldn't Dimension Door at all or teleport. It was it was uh, what the hell do they call that? <laughs> yeah, something locked. I, I mean, this. yeah, I mean, it's it's dimensionally anchored. That's uh, that's the yeah yeah. It was dimensionally anchored, so we couldn't do any of that inside that space. So that like you know. It's either that or, or I think the other option is forbiddance. That may be. I don't I don't know which one it was in use, but it was one of the base rules of the place we went into. And so, I mean, yeah. I, I've seen them do this. You go into this place, there's special rules. Okay, great. Yep. But cutting my healing in half? Holy crap. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's going to hurt. That's brutal. It's going to hurt a lot. And I think healing is still uh, necromancy, right? In Pathfinder? I don't think so. Doesn't, I thought doesn't, it was a light spell. Doesn't healing come from uh, the necromancy school? Now I'm going to check real quick. I doubt it. That doesn't sound right at all. Well, they did that at one point. They said that healing was necromancy. I forget in which edition, but you know, we'll 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 sort it because they had it somewhere else and it just wasn't quite right there. But then you know they were trying to beef up. Uh, for some reason, they were trying to beef up uh, necromancy, and I was like, "What the hell?" Oh no, they they conjuration healing conjuration. Mm. So what's that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, because it didn't feel like. Necromancy. Yeah, it doesn't seem quite right that way, but yeah. Anyway, I guess uh, I, I do like. Uh, Alex's uh, metaphor for it, where uh, healing is kind of like asthma, where you're trying to get a, a good breath and just can't, which uh, I, I've connected to uh, uh, recently. 
I don't have asthma, but like as like I said, I had pneumonia and my lungs have still not healed. So breathing is is a lot harder than it should be. So I get that, and I feel personally attacked. Thank you, Alex. I I feel your pain. <laughs> I've had bronchitis, not pneumonia, but bronchitis, and the Ugh. same kind of thing where it's the, the worst part about bronchitis is if you get any kind of activity, you <gasps> and you finally break through, and you're like, oh, I'm taking deep breaths again. It's okay. The problem yeah. is if you do that, you've just torn up your lungs on the inside done all kinds of damage yeah. you don't want to do that so uh, I, yeah. I feel your pain there although i have to say Ugh. while i'm proud of alex for finding that analogy and i'm a little disappointed that he took the high road and we did not have any likening of this you know limitation on healing to impotence like he just can't heal the way he used to he just can't get those hp numbers up you know and and i'm a little disappointed there were no no penis jokes with this i'm just gonna say i mean it looks like you're going to have to supply your own. Yeah, I'm just going to have to play with the penis jokes all by myself again. Yeah. I think they have a word for that. Master alone time or something. What I forget what the word is. <laughs> I think in this case it would be exhibitionism because yeah. I'm kind of stuck here. Yeah, we're doing it all here. Yeah, you're right. Exhibitionism. That's what it is. <sighs> oh, man. But uh, I guess they, they kind of move on through the through the tunnels. I was a little confused about what happened after this, between this and the and the the fight at the end. There was a, did they just go exploring or did they? No, they were exploring. What did they do here? They were exploring, and the first place they chose to go, I believe, had a there's a trap. There was right? a trap, and there was like a narrow tunnel, and then there was this crackling dark energy, and they got hit with these negative four temporary levels. Some yeah, of them did. That's... Some of them did. That's hard. Yeah, that was pretty harsh. I and Alex also hit him with the yeah, you're flat-footed too and I was kind of like I don't, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't remember if he had them roll perception checks for it. So Yeah, they had plenty of light. I mean, they had the daylight and my understanding of the yeah, particular passage where they went to is that it narrowed, so the daylight should have provided adequate light in addition to yeah. uh, Vala having light cast on it and somebody yeah. else Oh, Tiablith has has uh, dark vision. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they just didn't get a perception check, like they maybe should have, or or something. I don't know. It just it felt like it was kind of like uh, kind of arbitrary. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah. yeah I, a little I'm bit. gonna assume that that is a result of the editing and not a result maybe. of actual uh, gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like anything they usually do. Because usually when they get traps and stuff like that, you know, they have all the all the right checks and stuff. So maybe it was just a, a casualty of, of editing for time. Yeah, I, or maybe it's just a trap that was super hard to detect or something. So it was maybe they, I don't know. I don't, you yeah. know, maybe, it's, maybe the other too. thing is, is sometimes, and this is a possibility here, I think, sometimes if you ask for a perception check, you trigger players and they start looking for extra things after they've had a perception check, whether they think they failed or succeeded. And maybe... Yeah, I, I get that it can be like a double-edged sword on that. You're alerting them that something might be happening. But Yeah, so maybe it's one of those ones where Alex was doing the check himself for them. Could be. Or I, I don't know. It was it was a little weird, and it's it did it wasn't quite the same uh, steady flow uh, that we're used to. Yeah, but yeah, four four negative temporary levels that was crazy. I mean, I think they fixed them all with their lesser restorations, but that's all they get for the day. Right, they're gonna right. have to rest if they want them. I was they get I was hit thinking again. that was it's... pretty brutal when that happened, and I was like, man, he used them all up, and then right at the beginning, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me yep. let me let me do a little mental math. Uh, 
does that, you know, and I was yeah. like, ah, okay, I can see the, I can see the point in recovering at that point and not trying to just tough it out. And I can also, you know, I could also see a little bit of an argument for toughing it out. Like he could have saved yeah. one by pulling Thalias in his head maybe and not having Thalias out. I don't know. There might've been some yeah, options. I, None I, of them were great. Yeah. I think he relies on Thalias being out and available yeah. more than he likes having him in his head. Uh, true. Which I get. True. And Thalias has cool powers, so I mean, it's not like, you know, it's just... He gets cool powers even if he's in his head, though. Like, he gets extra slam attacks and... and Randolph does. He can't flank. Yeah, Randolph does. Yes. Yeah, Randolph would. Yeah, I guess after that, they do kind of move on, and they end up in, a, I guess, another chamber, and this one with uh, uh, skeletons. Six skeletal champions, yeah. Not just your run-of-the-mill... Yeah. Yeah, these are skeletons with uh, class levels. <laughs> and And the and, template, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's they're they're hard. They're pretty brutal. Yeah, there's a lot of damage and, uh, being dealt, and the, it, half the healing comes back to haunt you. There is after that fight. There I mean, were a lot of a, a lot of crits in this fight. Yes, and fumbles too. Yeah. It was uh, it's an it's an entertaining well, fight. I mean, I don't think there was anything. Uh, I didn't feel like anything was like exceptional in it, but it, yeah, a lot of yeah. lot of crits, I mean, I, a lot of fun. A lot of um, there was a couple good uses of of some spells to kind of do some battlefield control or or you know like uh positioning and stuff oh. dimension doors yeah the dimension door reposition was mighty yeah that was a big big move although tiablith took that one on the chin <laughs> yeah a little bit but um yeah i mean they do they do eventually get through it they seem to kind of fall apart in the middle for a minute i don't yeah but maybe that was just me no no i i totally got the same thing i was i was noticing that the uh I, the notes I had made was that the adversity of Galaspire is tearing at the party cohesion and, you know, the special rules just wearing down the players. Yeah. You know, and then uh, I even had another note a little bit later. It's like, wow, just fall apart team. And Alex <laughs> is just egging them on to oh, you yeah. know, dissent among each other and fight amongst each other. Well, that's what he does. And uh, yeah, well, you know, he can't win, honestly. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, shots fired. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, um, there's one note in here that you have that I didn't catch, and you have a throwback to the Dead Roads. Yes. I, I, I missed this. Yes. Tom is saying, gosh, you know what this reminds me when we were, you know, using up all our healing first thing in the morning so we could be full, and then we'd go do an adventure, and we'd be all beat up trying to sleep through the night so that the next morning we could heal up. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that's what they were doing. Yep. In the Dead Roads, they had they very seldom had the because they were a little short on healing. They very yeah. seldom had the opportunity to start the day full, full. Like I got full hit points and I got full spell slots. It was almost always we wake up, somebody's hurt, I'm gonna heal them up, and now we're going into this without spell slots. And yeah. then the okay. beating okay. would ensue, and then you know rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. We had a couple of places where that broke up, uh, Nine Eves. Yeah, where they had a chance to actually rest. Yeah, and then there was uh, there was another one, although they got jumped in the middle of the night. But as I recall, that didn't aff yeah, affect that ability hostile. to recover. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, and then the getting the heck out of there. Let's use Dimension Door to get out. We'll use Dimension Door to come back in, so we don't have to mess with that damn trap again. And yeah, that's back, a good thing. It felt like whatever stumble they had that they were struggling with, knowing that the you know the healing was brutal or going to be tough to recover from the hit point damage, so the healing was hindered. Yeah. Man, got it back together, got the brain, you know, the minds back into it, and heads back in the game. Sounds like we'll have to see in in yeah. the big one hundred here. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to end up doing something special for that episode or or what. We haven't quite nailed it down. Maybe we will. Well, we're gonna we're gonna but, try. Uh, we're gonna try. I think we should try. Yep. I think a uh, 
our discussion about a possible live listen where Toast and I are both listening live and, and commenting as we hear this. I think that could be uh, exciting. Yeah. Maybe we'll try and get one of the guys in here, too. Oh, God. Have them do that. Yeah. Get a little wild up in here. Could be fun. A little, uh, not really a retrospective. It's a it's a single episode kind of thing, but yeah, no, I think it, I think we can do something special or different or whatever. We'll do something that marks the occasion and it won't just be me doing a happy dance while you know going la 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 la. <laughs> all right, well, I guess uh, I guess we'll have to wait till next week for all of that. Of course we will. You wanna you wanna take us out? I will. And that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This internet search break is brought to you by Boxers in My Shorts. That's right, folks. Boxers in your shorts. Everyone should have them.